0: Stop here. Yeah. Yeah. Friday, November 19th here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our Week 11 Fan Duel Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schaaf. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. And this podcast is sponsored by our partners at Fanshare Sports. Fanshare curates hundreds of pieces of daily fantasy sports-related articles, tweets, and podcasts to create the most accurate ownership projections in the industry. Those projections can be found in the lineup generator on DraftSharks.com. And you can find up-to-date ownership info anytime at FanshareSports.com. Jared, QB looks different for me, for sure. I'm not looking to go as cheap as on DK um, this week. What do you like for cash quarterback on FanDuel?
1: Yeah, I think I've paid up on
0: FanDuel every single
1: week this season. I think just the way they price quarterbacks and their pricing in general makes that the move. Um, I'm going to trust our projections and go with our top value in Lamar Jackson, 8400 bucks. Obviously, coming off a rough game against Miami, um, I, I think that the entire offense... Will bounce back. Chicago's has been a middling pass defense this season. They're 19th in Football Outsiders DVOA. They're 21st in adjusted points allowed to quarterbacks. They they have just lost Khalil Mack for the season. Their their best defensive player, their best pass rusher, Akeem Hicks is out for this game. You know, an interior run defender that's going to help Lamar Jackson. Obviously, that does a bunch with his legs.
0: So I, I think he's the best value at quarterback this week. Yeah. Safety Eddie Jackson's also questionable for this game. So it's a beat up Chicago defense. The bear, the bears are the 12th highest in adjusted fantasy points allowed. So it's basically a neutral matchup, but also it leans toward the positive side. As far as a matchup, I'm not sure that I'm going to go to Lamar Jackson in GPPs. You know, I'm not saying fade him completely, but he wouldn't be a focal point for me. I think with the Marquise Brown thigh injury that has him questionable Lamar Jackson's coming off an illness that kept him out of practice for a couple of days. So, you know, a chance that that affects him. So I'm just not sure we quite have as high a ceiling as usual.
1: Yeah. Ravens bears just doesn't scream, you know, high
0: scoring ceiling game for the Myers. So I do think he's more of a floor play this week. Yeah. GPP side. I'm going to start with Joe Burrow at 7,400 bucks against the Raiders down game against Cleveland last time out, but that broke a string of three straight three touchdown games for him. Since T Higgins returned from the shoulder injury in week five, the Raiders and Bengals are eighth and ninth in situation neutral pass rate. So we could get plenty of scoring in this one. And that's what Vegas says. It's the second highest over under the week at 50 and a half. So I really like the Bengals side. I I like the Raiders side to some degree, but there's just so much more explosive potential among the Bengals' passing game.
1: Yeah, I love Burrow this week. Um, you know, Vegas plays a lot of cover three defense. We saw that against Mahomes last week. Um, Joe Burrow averaging nine point three yards per pass attempt against cover three this season, and T. Higgins and Jamar Chase have both been good against that coverage. So that'd be my stack. I would double stack Burrow with both Chase and Higgins. So I like that call a lot. Um, I like Tua Tagovailoa here. We talked about him on DraftKings. I like him on Fanduel. Seven thousand bucks. Full practices on Thursday and Friday, and not on the final injury report. So, that finger that he fractured and you know kept him out two weeks ago and for the first half last week shouldn't be a concern anymore. Gets the Jets matchup dead last in football outsiders, pass defense, DVOA. Um, I, I like Tua too because it's a concentrated offense with Jalen Waddle and Mike Kosicki. So, that'd be my stack with Tua. I would double stack them with both those guys.
0: I also like Josh Allen at eighty eight hundred bucks. It's not difficult to like Josh Allen, but um, Buffalo's fifth in situation neutral play pace, so we know that they're going to move the ball. They already love to throw it. They are the league's pass heaviest team by a wide margin, and now they get a pass funneling matchup. The Colts are number two in run defense DVOA, well outside the top twenty. In past defense DVOA. So that's the wrong way to approach this Buffalo offense. You know, we're probably not going to get sneaky ownership on these guys, but you can mm-hmm. gain some there by not only stacking Stefan Diggs, who I'll do at 8,100, but also Dawson Knox at 5,600. He is still tied for third among bills in end zone targets for the season, despite missing those two games with his hand fracture. And I just don't think there's any way that Dawson Knox is going to get above, you know, a few percentage points in rostered rate. Agreed. Yeah. The, the one, my one concern with the bills offense this week is they're going to be missing
1: Spencer Brown. their right tackle, who's on the COVID list. He was the lineman missing in those in the game against the dolphins and the Jags, the two games where the bills, um, offense kind of, kind of struggled. So that, you know, that'll be something worth watching. If Allen ends up struggling again, I think what we, we can probably point to, and you know, that that'll be the reason why.
0: Yeah. Colts are not strong right now in the edge rushing category, but you know, it's certainly always a potential challenge. Yep. You got anybody else for a GPP quarterback?
1: Uh, no, j- just Patrick Mahomes. I don't – Dak Prescott's tough to get to on FanDuel, 8,400 bucks. I don't think I'll be playing him in tournaments, but I do like the Mahomes side, and I you know, definitely run it
0: back with the with Cowboy on your Mahomes team. Running back for cash, Jeff Wilson, Jr., 5,000 yeah. bucks here. Is he the starting point instead of A.J. Dillon since he's $2,000 cheaper, 2,200 cheaper than James Conner? Well, I think you play both
1: those guys. You know, Wilson and Dylan are my, you know, two cash locks here. Uh, but Wilson is a better play on FanDuel here than he is on DraftKings. He, he's, you know, cheaper for one, um, despite the salary cap being higher on FanDuel. He's also just a better fit here. Um, I don't think Wilson's going to do a ton in the passing game, uh, but he he should dominate carries. Elijah Mitchell, doubtful after finger surgery this week. Jamichael Hasty is out. The Niners obviously do not trust Trey Sermon. Maybe he mixes in for a few carries on Sunday, but I think, you know, Wilson – She'll get at least 15 c- carries and really you know, could get 20-plus if this game goes according to the script with the Niners playing with the lead against the Jags. They should just make Trey Sermon
0: walk around in a Joe Williams jersey. It seems appropriate <laughs> at this point. Wilson I never didn't... got on the
1: field even, did he? <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But I guess they should make him sit out with a Joe Williams jersey out, out in the um, – Parking lot and sell Joe Williams jerseys. I think James Connor is also in plays, $200 more expensive than AJ Dillon. And I mean, it seems expensive when you compare him to like Jeff Wilson, but you know, that's not an expensive level, $7,7200 for guys who will dominate the work in their backfields. James Connor will get a Seahawks defense that's second in our adjusted fantasy points allowed. You know, it matters somewhat whether Kyler Murray's in there. I think that the defense they're facing this week in Seattle is softer than Carolina's last week.
1: Yeah, I like Connor a lot. I have him down as a tournament player, but I do think he's in play for cash on
0: FanDuel. I think Miles Gaskin at sixty two hundred is also in play for cash. Mentioned that I uh, mentioned on the DraftKings show that the Jets are way ahead of everybody else in allowing um, PPR points to running backs. They're even further ahead in allowing half PPR points to running backs because they're allowing so many touchdowns to the position, allowing six point three more half PPR points per game to running backs than any any other team. That's the gap between number two and number 13 in those standings. So a tremendous matchup and a, a game that should find Gaskin getting plenty of touches.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, people don't think of Gaskin as a, as a fan to a play, but I think, you know, at that price tag in this matchup, he definitely
0: makes sense. What about GPP running back?
1: Yeah. I've um so James Connor, I like him GPPs. I like him in cash as well. Zeke Elliott, 8,500 bucks. You know, I just, I, he's just a pivot off the Cowboys passing game. Maybe Dallas ends up leading on the run a bit more now, um, With Amari Cooper, oh, it's a, it's a good matchup on the ground and in the passing game for Dallas. Uh, Kansas City, 26th in football outsiders run defense, DVOA. So if you play Zeke, you're just kind of hoping that he gets the touchdowns
0: and steals them from the Cowboys passing game. Yeah, it's a solid hope to have, I think. Nick Chubb's a little expensive here at 9,000 yeah. bucks, but I mean, is he? he's probably going to come in fairly low-owned for what his ceiling is when you have Dalvin Cook at 8,400, Zeke at 8,500. I mean, Nick Chubb, I don't know what to expect for the number of carries that he's going to have, but yeah. Nick Chubb with, I don't know, 17 carries against the Lions, that there's huge game potential in that. Yeah, I mean, 200 rushing yards would not shock me Sunday, you know, just how good Chubb is in this matchup. I'm curious to see Jonathan Taylor's ownership projection heading into Sunday because the Bills are a tough matchup all around, so I think that people are going to move away from him more than they would normally a guy who's playing as well as he is right now. But the Bills matchup gets a little softer with Starlo Tulele still on the COVID list. I mean, that's certainly a big person literally and figuratively missing in the middle of their run defense. He carried 21 times and saw four targets in the playoff loss at Buffalo in January.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, too. I mean, the Bills haven't given up many fantasy points to running backs, but teams haven't been trying to run against them. They faced the, the second fewest running back rushing attempts behind only the Bucks. Um, and, you know, the one elite running back the Bills did face this season was Derrick Henry, and, you know, they, they did a pretty nice job against him, but he had the one long run and you know, ended up with a good fantasy day because of that. You can kind of see the same thing with Taylor this week. Cash wide receiver, what you got? Oh, man, so A.J. Brown to- pops as our top dollars per point value at 7,200 bucks. I-, I don't know if I can get there. You know, coming off the one-catch game last week, the Titans offense just always worries me that they're going to, you know, throw it 22 times in this game. Um, but that, that is a really nice price tag for AJ Brown. So he's, he's definitely in play. If you can stomach it, um, Devante Adams, I feel like he's always underpriced on, uh, FanDuel 8,400 bucks this week. Um, I'm going to go to Jalen Waddle here. Talked about him on DraftKings. I like him on FanDuel too at 6,700 bucks. He's third among all wide receivers and targets over the last five weeks. You know, Will Fuller and Devante Parker have missed the majority of those games and they're out again Sunday. So I just think uh, Waddle's a good target bet for
0: the price tag, and the matchup is obviously great. Jared, I went to college for four years, so I've stomached <laughs> much worse things than AJ Brown in this matchup. Seventy-two hundred bucks before last week against the Saints. I think you're letting recency bias creep in too much because he had nine plus targets in four straight games before that. So twelve hundred dollars cheaper than Devonte Adams, thirteen hundred short of Tyree Kill, and even four hundred dollars shorter than Debo Samuel. Uh, I'm going to have a pretty easy time playing AJ Brown this week. I think that it's possible to fit two of those guys, maybe even three of those guys into some lineups, considering all the cheap running backs that we have available. (laughs) Debo Samuel, you know, I mentioned is also significantly cheaper, you know, by at least uh, what? $600 below Devontae Adams and 700 short of Tyree kill. He had the big game last week on low volume, and maybe they throw the ball a little bit more Mm -hmm. this week because of Eli Mitchell being out just to, just to keep it, from possibly getting into the hands of Trey Sermon.
1: Yeah, I haven't played Debo once in DFS this season. Um, he's just kind of like breaking my brain with how efficient he's been. I'm probably not going to play him again this week. So, you know, that's good for everyone else. So
0: he'll keep posting big fantasy numbers. He's like, he's the FOMO back right now. It's like, you didn't play him to this point And now he's so expensive. It's like, oh, I, should I keep not playing him? Because now he's much more expensive than when I, when I wasn't playing him before. Or do I need to get in? Because this is just going to be a magical season the rest of the way.
1: I just know the first time I play him that's gonna be his dud. So I'm just I'm just
0: not gonna do it. All right. Good. Well, that's good to know. So that that makes me yeah. consider him a little bit more strongly this week. And then I, I will avoid him next week when you jump on the train. Perfect. GPP wide out what you get. Um I Bateman here, who we talked about
1: him on the drafting side. He's fifty eight hundred on FanDuel. He already has eight targets in two straight games. You know, those were his third and fourth games as a pro. So he, he's come right in and stepped into a big role in this passing game. Marquise Brown's dealing with a thigh injury. He's questionable for Sunday. I think he's going to play, but, I mean, you know, we'll see, and he might not be at 100%. Um, Devin Duvernay is listed as questionable. He was added to the injury report on Friday and was limited, so we'll see about him. But he was actually – he played more snaps than than uh, Rashad Bateman did last Thursday night, which is, is stupid. I don't understand it. But, you know, if Duvernay's out, it's obviously going to help Rashad Bateman. So, um, I thought he was a, a fine play even before these injuries popped up, and, you know, now he um, you know could be in for a much bigger role on Sunday.
0: Yeah, I think for his price, you can consider him in cash, but I definitely <laughs> like him on the GPP side for those reasons that you mentioned. He's $1,900 cheaper than Marquise Brown, who, as you mentioned, is is limited by injury, has topped 18.5% target share in each of his four games with the Ravens so far and really has missed out on some close, deep chances. So he could have bigger numbers at this point than he does. So I, I like Bateman there as well. The other thing I want to mention, I, I, I talked about a Josh Allen lineup. I don't think I'm going to run back any Colts in that one. If I am playing that Bill's stacked lineup, I would rather use that savings. I'm sorry. I would rather use the savings from Burrow lineup, meanwhile, to fit wide receivers besides Hunter Renfro, who I mentioned on DraftKings, that he was a better play over there because of his recent reception volume at 6100 here on FanDuel. He's okay. Uh, especially coming off of the, th- the three straight games of seven catches. But Hunter Renfro has been under 60 yards in each of those games, even on those seven receptions. He's only reached 14 and a half FanDuel points once all year. So I'm not saying Hunter Renfro is going to kill you if you use him, especially in a Bengals lineup, but he just doesn't have the ultimate ceiling that other players will.
1: And Darren Waller's only a few hundred dollars more expensive on FanDuel. So I-, I do think he's the better run back for your Borough teams. Tight end for cash. What are you playing? Uh, not messing around here. Playing Travis Kelsey, seventy three hundred bucks. He he he's easily our top dollars per point value at tight end. Um, interesting matchup note here too. You know, Football Outsiders has Dallas number one in coverage against number one wide receivers and twenty fourth in coverage against tight end. So and I'm I'm not saying you know Tyreek Hill is going to get shut down or he's not going to be a big part of the passing game, but it, it could you know tilt a bit in Kelsey's favor as far as you know who the focal point of Kansas City's passing game is on Sunday.
0: It'll be interesting to watch. One thing about Tyreek Hill is that they move him around at least as much as any other team does. It's top wide out and probably more than most other teams do. So uh, not too worried about matchups there. But yeah, if you're splitting hairs for things Mm -hmm. like that, I think if you do want to mess around and go to the other end of tight end, Cole Komet or Adam Troutman are both in in kind of similar range. Tremendous matchups for both Cole Komet's 5,100 Adam Troutman's 4,800. I find usually on FanDuel that $300 doesn't matter, but if it does, you know, maybe it's a reason to favor Troutman. I would lean Komet if that money doesn't matter. We have had good target counts for both. I've mentioned Komet. We talked about him on Thursday. We talked about him on the DraftKings show. For Troutman, his targets have been six, seven, and six the past three games. It's just an inefficient passing game, both from catch rate and yardage he has yet to reach 50 yards in a game so I I feel better about betting on Cole Komet probably just because of how much I like Justin Fields uh, but both of those guys are are pretty similar this week again both in tremendous matchups both Baltimore and Philly have struggled in coverage on tight ends
1: yeah Fields versus uh, Trevor Simeon is a good tiebreaker in favor of Cole Komet there um, man I, I swear this is like the deepest pool of playable tight ends I can ever remember in DFS like there's there's a lot of guys I think are are viable plays especially in tournaments uh, you you mentioned Dawson Knox as a Josh Allen stack. I like that a lot. Um, Dalton Schultz I think is a good way to you know maybe get a lower owned piece of the Cowboys passing game coming coming off a of dud last week, but he he still ran around on eighty percent of the dropbacks. Now you have no Amari Cooper, so that should push more targets. Um, Dalton Schultz's way, and then Mike Gesicki coming off the goose egg on Thursday night, and he's only four hundred dollars less than Darren Waller on Fanduel, which which feels gross to play Gesicki there. But our projections actually have Gasecki as a better dollars per point value than Darren Waller in in this matchup against the Jets. So, um, you know, at least Gasecki in your Tua lineups and even in lineups without Tua, I think Gusecki a nice tournament play.
0: And at least it's easier to bet on that rebound when the guy went zero on seven targets than TJ Hawkinson, who went zero on one target. So it feels a little bit easier. Yep. I also want to throw out CJ Uzama because it's CJ Uzama week for me, apparently. 5200 bucks in a GPP lineup. You know, not on the cash side because he's a less good target bet than Adam Troutman and Cole Komet, but he's in a better offense. He's got the Raiders, who are 29th in coverage DVOA against tight ends, according to Football Outsiders, fifth. And adjusted fantasy points allowed to the position, according to Draft Sharks. Uh, Uzama has three plus catches in four straight games and five of his past six games. He's got five touchdowns in that six game span. So, obviously, you know, a touchdown reliant fantasy player, but he's scored from distance. We know he's got the speed, we know he's in a great spot that he can't be a coverage focal point. So, there's upside to him, whether or not you're playing Joe Burrow. I, hear, yeah, just, I just make the title of this episode CJ Uzama Week that's right
1: that'll draw people in on defense Jared what are you playing I mean do we have to pay up for the Browns at what are they 5,000 bucks here I, I I still like going cheaper um, I think Carolina for 4,100 bucks is just uh, there's a good defense at home and it's a pretty bad offense in Washington so they make a lot of sense to me and then I like the Eagles too at 3,900 bucks Saints missing Alvin Kamara they're also missing both of their tackles Teron Armstead and Ryan Ramchak are both out of this game. So I I think it's, I thought it was going to be an ugly game to begin with. You know, that's obviously a big matchup upgrade for this Eagles defense.
0: Yes. And the Eagles are more capable, I think, than the Colts right now of exploiting that weakness. So I like the Eagles as well at 3,900. That's going to make it tougher to get up to the Browns because they are priced up on FanDuel as opposed to where they are on DraftKings. It doesn't totally take them out of contention because of that matchup that we talked about They're 900 more than Carolina, which I think is in play at 4,100 as well. Washington's allowed 14 sacks over the past three games. Carolina's coming off a four sack game. But yeah, the two that I have highlighted are Philly for that low price and Cleveland for Tim Boyle week.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you can comfortably get up to the Browns, by all means, play them. Um, But I wouldn't go, you know, sacrificing at another position just to get up to the Browns.
0: Yeah, that's where I like to put in something like the Eagles when I'm setting the lineup. And then if I get to the end, I'm like, oh, I got 1100 bucks that I don't need to spend anywhere else. I guess I can play the Browns.
1: That's perfect when you have you know exactly 1100 bucks
0: left and you can get the Browns in there. Exactly. It's <laughs> like when I'm at the grocery store and deciding whether I can afford beer. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week 11 FanDuel podcast. Head over to DraftSharks.com now. Get player recommendations. Kevin English has your cash game picks. Corey Bushland has your top GPP options. And then play with the lineup generator to build your own lineups with the help of the DS projections and fan share ownership projections. For more discussion of DFS and other formats, you can also join the free DraftSharks Discord. You can find the link to do that in the description for this podcast. For Jared Small and the rest of the DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Schaaf saying thanks so much for someone like this.